0: you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now, here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. Today, I am coming to you from the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute, where I am in an undisclosed location because I'm reaching into the vault of where I have stacks and stacks of the resources that I have, especially for you. They are selected. So today, I'm going to reach as right now into the vault. Okay, I've, I've got it. Oh, yeah, let me put that down here. All right. We've got it. We've got it. So we're we're going to unpack today's episode having just retrieved this today's resource, right? And as you may have already been aware that we're going to talk about why smart leaders alternate between being a thermostat and a thermometer thermostat and a thermometer. You say, Kingsley, thermo- thermostat? Thermometer? Leaders? What do all of that have to do with emotional intelligence and leadership? What's the connection? Well, if you, which I do hope you stick around, and we're going to see if we can make the case for that. Actually, I will make the case for that. You may have heard, having listened to, To the show for some time, and if this is your first time listening to the show, you're in for a treat. But I have mentioned in the past episode that my new book, "The Immortelligent Leader." Now, I was recently somewhere, and I wanted to take a side, just a brief digress, briefly here. I was at an event this uh, a few days ago, and as of this recording. While at this event we were having dinner and we sat around this round table having conversation and you know how that is you have a number of people having side conversation whereas some are engaged in the what's happening, you know, so you may have two or three people engaged in one conversation and the other two or three might be engaged in a side conversation. It becomes difficult or a bit challenging to to hear and to speak across the table. Well, good thing it's a round we're at a round table. And and you have to kind of project, right? You know, thank God for my Toastmaster's training and about projecting your voice. And as a speaker, I realize the importance of projecting your voice. Even sitting here recording this episode, I, I know that I have to project my voice about 20% more than I would in normal conversation. And that's what I find when I help people set up their podcast or train or coach them about podcast delivery. One of those things I talk about is this very thing. You have to think about projecting your voice, amplifying it about 20% than your normal range. And that's where it's a bit discomforting for some people because they're not used to that. They they think they are shouting. They think that they're raising their voice. And if especially if they're the kind of quiet, somber, not somber, but you know, sedated kind of approach person, and their personality is not that way, it's kind of hard for them, right? Here we are at the table, and I'm projecting my voice. And the reason why I'm side noting here is because I mentioned the book. The Emotelligent Leader. And so the, the question when I said, oh, the person asked about my book, and I said, oh, the title is The Emotelligent Leader. Now, that's a new word, right? You don't hear that word very often. You hear it more on this show because obviously that's my book. And so, yes, you will hear hear more. And the person asked once, or I guess one or two times, what's the name of that book again? How do you pronounce it? And I said, it's emotelligence or e leader. And, and I know because it's, again, that enunciation, which is a, one of those things. Um, by, hey, by the way, a side note, I'm working on my enunciation. And hopefully you're hearing me sound out my, the last letter in my words. Because that's where I find over the years when I've had feedback From, you know, in my Toastmasters group where we practice our speeches and practice to speak better and get proper feedback, I'm often told that Kingsley, you are a great speaker. You deliver, you, you know, you connect, you're inspirational and all of those things. And one of the things I hear often is your enunciation of the words might be something you want to you want to consider. And what I found is that I tend to chop off the last letter of my words and not sound them out properly. So when you hear me making the attempt here, it's because I'm working on that. And I'm using my podcast as one way to help me become better at it. So this podcast is serving more than one purpose. Yes, it's it's giving you information, but... It's also helping me enunciate my words better and to speak a bit slower because I speak fast. You may have already picked up on that. Now, the book I mentioned, and that's what the reason why I've gone down this road. Let me kind of pull myself back. Come on, Kingsley. All right, here we back. Here, here we go. The book is The immortaligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed. And I talk about this idea of thermostatic leader. He said, Kingsley, what is that? And when we'll think about this for a second, you know, what does the thermostat do? Okay? Hold that thought for a second. Now, the next word is thermometer. What does the thermometer do? Okay? Hold that thought for a second, for a few minutes, because we're going to circle back around to those two things I've just mentioned. You know, in my house, we have one of those programmed thermostat. And really what it does, it makes it easier for us to manage the usage of our electricity, especially when nobody is at home. During the daytime, for the most part, when no one is at home, why have the house freezing cold? Some people like it that way. They like to leave a cold house and come back to a cold house. That can be arranged if you have an automatic thermostat. So we have one of those where we program that in. And so the thermostat, it fluctuates throughout the day, but also at night when we're sleeping and it makes it easier for us when that happens. Now some people have also um thermostats that adjust automatically based upon the preference set that is made right and so they can use uh you know some people use a remote to control their thermostat and all of that i don't want to I don't want to get off into the technicality of that because that's not the purpose of this. But I wanted to say that there are different kinds of thermostat, right? And and each of them operate slightly different, but they have one main function. They may not all look alike. They may be they may vary in sizes. Right. And and in color and shapes and all of that. When you think of a leader, when I use the word thermostat, that means leaders are going to be also varied in size and shape. <laughs> Let's not even spend too much time camping out here. You say, Kingsley, move on very fast. Don't stop here. OK, let me move on very fast. They may vary in, you know, in just how they operate. And so it's true about leaders because of our personalities our makeup how we the lens through which we look at life our belief system all those things determine how we view our leadership how we view people right some people see some see people as the most important asset of your organization others may not and they don't not because they don't want to. They're not bad leaders. It's just that it's not something they are they prioritize, right, for a number of reasons. And I'll get into that in a few moments. But I want you to think again about a thermostat, what it does, and a thermometer, what it does. And, and we're going to get and make the connection. You probably are already beginning to make the connection in your mind. But I want to frame that in the context of the context of leadership and also emotional intelligence and why smart leaders alternate between being a thermostat and a thermometer we're going to find out after we do our did you know segment as you know if you've been listening to my podcast for some time somewhere along the line inside of our, our episode, we pause and do a Did You Know segment where I highlight something about Jamaica. Because again, that's where I am from. And I want you, when you visit, not if, but when you visit Jamaica, that you actually have some ideas of some things to do. So this Did You Know segment is a highlight, highlighting a tourist attraction, something that we, I believe, May interest you, and today I have one, so let's get into then our did you know segment Did you know that about a thirty minute drive from downtown Montego Bay? now Montego Bay is one of those cities that actually where we have our in Jamaica both two airports one is in Kingston the other is in Montego Bay two major airline airports and so you will land at if you're going for tourist attraction most likely you're going to land in Montego Bay and about a 30 minute drive from downtown Montego Bay there is what's called a Rockland Bird Sanctuary now if you are into birds and you're into exotic birds, and you you actually you know I this. I know this person that i interviewed one time about a year, a couple of years back, for my other podcast. And he was into birds. He took incredible, incredible pictures. He's in photography. He's a photographer, and he would take all these incredible pictures around the world. Some of his pictures are in the museum, in the gallery. Of in Washington, D.C. That's how beautiful they are. And so he would probably be interested in this sightseeing for a tourist. But in 30 minutes from Montego Bay, it's what's called the Rocklands Bird Sanctuary, where you can view, photograph, and hand feed exotic and endemic species of birds. Now, upon arrival, what they'll do as a guest, they'll give you a bottle of nectar, right and they and the hummingbirds quickly descend to outstretch arms and what you do is have just feed them from there where we have also our jamaican's national bird the regal long-tailed dr bird you'll see them there as well did you know that well now you know and now you must go We now return to regular broadcasting of the Kings of Grant show. Okay, we are now going to unpack what we took out of the vault earlier and been talking about. And that is the whole idea of why smart leaders alternate between being a thermostat and a thermometer. Remember I said to you a few minutes ago to think of a thermostat And also as a thermometer, what they represent, also the usage of them, right? So the thermostat does what? You you got it. It sets the temperature for the building that it's operating out of, right? A thermometer on the other side, what, what does that do? It is what measures. It measures the temperature And use that to decide when to kick in the thermostat to manage the temperature the way that someone wants it to be managed, right? Now, now the persons who are in charge of that, they determine what it is they want. You know, my wife works at an office, a dental office, and she will share about sometimes the, the dentist's he wants the office to be at a certain temperature. And when he's not there, they turn it out because it's too cold. He wants it very, I mean, he's freezing cold, right? Not freezing, freezing, but you understand. And that's true for some people who want, you know, as a manager, as a leader, as a boss, as an owner, you get to decide and you're simply saying, okay, come prepared because I want it this way. I'm going to dictate. I determine what the temperature should be. And it's understandable because some people are what, you know, they, they get warm real easily or hot real real easily. I'm one of those people. And you'd imagine, you would think I was born in a cold climate and I loved the cold. Not, yeah, I'm from Jamaica. It's tropical. But where I am from, we lived on the mountaintop. And so it was almost always cool. At nights, it gets a bit chilly at night that you would be under a sheet or sometimes a thicker cover. So I, I'm kind of conditioned for, for that, but not the extreme cold. Like I have a friend who lives in Syracuse, and it gets extremely cold there. I don't know how he lives there, but we have this running joke. I'm in South Florida where it's very humid at times. Oh, the humidity is crazy. One day he came to South Florida and he said to me, after visiting, he said, Kingsley, how do you guys live and survive in that humidity? I said, oh, how do you guys live and survive in that cold? (laughs) So we have this ongoing thing that we kind of, you know, trade off with each other. But going back to the thermostat idea is that the person who is in charge determines pretty much what that should look like, which is the leader. The owner, the boss. Now, if what that person is simply saying, I want the temperature of the office to be this number. Now, let's take that now to people and your interaction with people. You as a leader, if you are a person that when, you, when, they, when your people sees you, what do they see? How would they, how would they describe you? What words would they use to describe you? Warm, fun, happy, stern, rigid, unexpressionless. Or, just, yeah, that's a word? Okay, let's go with that. Um, You know, just, man, just looking sour. Or you're mad with the world. Is that how they would describe you? Or just one that's always smiling and inviting and warm and kind. That is, my friend, you, the leader, setting the temperature. Because everyone tends to operate around that temperature that they see you as a leader set. You come into that office as a leader and you're not in a good mood. You're in a foul mood. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have those days. But those are the exceptions. You walk in, that is what they see. What do you think happens to the whole office, the whole department? They tend to follow the leader. And you've just set the temperature for what should happen. And if you ever try to use become the thermostat and you actually was to be a fly on the wall, so to speak. But if you walk through and you interact, you will get that kind of standoff feeling that if you're measuring accurately and this is where the idea of emotional intelligence is so important because you having self awareness and self management and social awareness and relationship management the four cornerstone are main skills of emotional intelligence you would know that something is off. you would be able to tell. I mean, have you ever been into a place where you feel like, man, this, this, something's not right. The vibes here is not right. There, there's just something, kind of the tension. You can feel the tension in the air. Or you feel like, man, there's a lot, lot of conflict here. Something is off. Well, that is what you should be able to detect if you are you are using your thermometer, your emotional intelligence skills to kind of feel out what's going on. And then your leadership skills of communication. How do you now communicate? How do you get the true feeling? How do you gauge what's happening and then make the necessary adjustment? Because if the temperature is rising in the building among your people, you should be able to to detect that. You should be able to, to tell that something is off. If the temperature is being lowered and things are getting cold, and and just you know, you know, there's that uh, about where people are just being being kind of cold with each other. It's not warm. You're not feeling that sense of oneness and being kind. And you know, and again, this is not the soft, mushy stuff. It is a context which you want for your people because one of the things one of my my objective my goal as doing this podcast and as a coach and speaker is to help emerging and experienced leaders like yourself i'm not sure where you would fall but you're falling in one of those two categories right emerging leaders or experienced leaders i help you to actually create environment that motivates engages and inspires your people to do great work at all levels. And what happened is, if the temperature is, not, is off, then great work is not going to happen. You're not going to have the engagement you ought to have among your people, which we know is very low as it is. You're not going to have the productivity as you ought to have, which we know gets off track if you're having this kind of temperature in your, in your department. So the question then is, what do you do as a, you become the thermostat to measure, to be insightful, to be just intuitive, just to have a sense of, it's almost that sixth sense to know when things are not what they are and then try to adjust accordingly. I did a whole episode on a three-part episode, really, you can go back and listen to that where I talk about the con the competencies of emotional intelligence where those competencies, one of those are adaptability is how well you're able to adapt to your situation for the good of your people that makes you a better a more intelligent in my word intelligent leader where you're going to succeed where others failed so my friend as you're listening, as you're thinking about this, this is what smart leaders do which I know you are a smart leader begin to look at how well you're, you're alternating as a thermostat, being a thermostat to set a temperature, and then be very astute of being a thermometer to gauge the temperature. See what it's, it's like and then adjust accordingly. Get the feedback and let your people help you determine the, the temperature that works best for everyone. Right now, I know you can't adjust the temperature for every single person to their liking, but you can find a happy medium that's the idea, right? Because not everyone is going to want it a certain number. Some want it less, some want it higher. but the point is find a happy medium. that is what smart leaders do that is what emo intelligent leaders do, and that is what I believe because you are. That smart and emo intelligent, you will you'll do those things as well. Let me know how that works and what this, how helpful this was. I would love to hear from you. And don't, my friend, would you please do me a favor? I really want to appeal to you in this episode to truly let me know how this episode, this podcast, is doing. Is it helping you? How is it helping you? What are you getting from this? You know, do you want do you want me to keep on talking more about emotional intelligence, leadership combined? What do you want more of? Would you take the time to let me know? You can join our group in Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash emotelligent leaders, E-M-O-T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T, intelligent leaders, and request to join by completing three questions. Right, And then you can also share it there as well. You can also share with me on my social media platforms if you're, if you're not on Facebook. Connect with me. But here's what I would love to you to do as well is whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, would you please leave me a rating and a review? I know Apple Podcasts allow you to do that. And majority of you are consuming this podcast through Apple Podcasts. So I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on Apple Apple Podcast. If you're on Android, Google Play, or you're watching or, or Spotify, would you find a way? I, I'm not sure all of these, how you can leave me a rating or a review or a comment, but I would really appreciate that. That will tell me a lot. It would also feed my ego. No. <laughs> it would make, you know, it makes me feel as if I'm doing a service and you are being helped by this. In wrapping things up, I want to make an offer. If you would like a free copy of this book I mentioned, if you go to kingsleygrant.com slash free leadership book, so kingsleygrant.com slash free leadership book, you can get a copy of this book, okay? So make sure you go ahead and do that, and let me hear also from you. My friend, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for you, to, for you listening. You know, this show is expanding quickly. We are now in 36 countries in just three short months. And so I want to thank you for wherever you're listening to this podcast today. I truly appreciate that because of you, I'm in your country. So thank you. Remember, my friend, you are one skill away. One skill away from the best hope that you have as a leader. One skill. And I'm hoping that through this podcast, you're picking up and becoming better at that skill. With that said, my friend, peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.